You're listening to the Hammersley Brothers Podcast. If you'd like to get started with three of our best tools, see the link in the show notes. They're free and video training is included. Hello and welcome to the Hammersley Brothers e-commerce podcast. This week, Ian and I are diving into the dominoes of e-commerce and going through the first one, the busy restaurant test. So let's get started. Hi Ian, how are you? Good evening, Mark. I'm well. You're looking surprisingly well. In your video, well, I got I got some lights, haven't I? I got some I got some studio lights, and I I, I kind of it's a bit like when you get a chance to buy gadgets, it's like doing up your studio. It kind of gives you an opportunity to spend stuff on things you, you probably should be spending things. You look you look healthy, um, and you also you sound good. What now? And I'm it's not become... fair this because you've got. You've invested in a really nice setup, haven't you? So you look tanned and healthy, and I look pale and unhealthy. And also, my audio is not as good, so I've got a wispy voice that isn't very clear. And also, I look I look like I've not been outside for six months. Well, there's there's motivation for you, isn't there? <laughs> like, like <laughs> it's like this morning I got up and I was like looking at myself in the mirror. I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna be on on camera. I better do my hair and put some. Put some take my pajamas off and put some clothes on, and normally you can do whatever you want. But are you trying to video. take the Hammersley Brothers podcast up to the next level? Yeah, look, I've even wow. got a blue light. Look, if you look slightly down underneath the sofa down there, for the people listening in audio, this is going to be very interesting. But there's a little blue light down there just for effect. Yeah, why? What is it supposed to do? I don't know. <laughs> just I was like, it was one of the things you could buy. I was like, well, who would oh. who doesn't want blue lights underneath the sofa? You know. Nice. Yeah. 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 Anyway, what, what are cool. we going to talk about, Ian? We are going to talk about the six dominoes of e-commerce. Well, we're only going to talk about one of them today, to be honest, because we're going to do we, six podcasts. Yeah. So that they're up into six. Oh, and that's we're going true. To cover the first one. But why don't you go through? Yeah. Yeah. What the, what the so, dominoes are? Okay. And also, hang on a minute. We should also we should also explain what they're for. Why? Because yeah, and the, and where they came from and what they do yeah. okay well i'll i'll take that i'll take that you you can you can obviously talk and you know interject and things but the the six dominoes came about i think they're actually a a, a development upon our original thinking of conversion rate and when we first started talking about conversion rate a long time ago we always broke it down into the three sections, add to basket, basket to checkout, checkout to order. And there'd be a time, that's fine from a mathematical perspective, looking at the, you know, how does your add to basket compare against the benchmark? We always used to say, you know, figures like 10% add to basket, things like that. But actually, when, you, when you're practically trying to increase the conversion rate, um, a customer or an e-commerce buyer doesn't buy mathematically they buy emotionally they buy psychologically and so if you're trying to increase the conversion rate you have to understand yes where they land and what device they're on and what page um what page you know you know popular pages are but also from a psychological perspective where are they at that time in that buying journey and those six dominoes of e-commerce are purely psychological 
dominoes. And they take you through really trying to align your e-commerce brand with where the customer is mentally and at what stage they're at. Um, would that be fair to say? It's purely an, a conversion yeah. play. And I think yeah. I, I kind of know where it came from now because you were doing, we did some extra work for, you did the keynote for uh, MailChimp uh, yeah. in London, that one where you were with Louis Ferru and all those other famous people. And then there was you. Louis and... Ferru, not Louis Ferru. I mean, However, I mean, we're close friends now. I mean, he walked past me in the backstage, you know, and he glanced at me. You know, so we've well, I'd say that's close. I'm surprised close he would, he's not. He's going to invite you to his uh, son's christening, christening, and whatever. Yeah. Um, so at that time, I I I started doing a lot of work on um, the the kind of next evolution of conversion rate optimization, which was how the page is un, unwrapped to the 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 buyer or or the prospective buyer when they look at it, and. They don't look at everything first. So like a, a kind of stark analysis of this, or example of this is probably better to say, is when the customer lands on the website and the first thing they see is free delivery and you're banging on about free delivery. Now that is only important if they're pretty much convinced that they're going to buy from you. And if they aren't, so if I'm selling you like a... Uh, some garden furniture, some expensive garden furniture, and I see the first thing the first thing that's been told to me is free delivery. Like I don't care whether it's free delivery or not yet. You're not there I don't know yet. whether it's well I'm not there yeah. yet. And so there is a story uh, of uh, and a path of how the product page is looked at when someone lands on it and they see things in a certain order or within a similar order and certain things are more important first. And so from that came the dominoes, the, the, the dominoes. Yeah. And the dominoes was a visual representation and a metaphor for uh, uncovering the conversion rate and understanding how your customers are seeing it and where you might be stopping them from, uh, from buying. Yeah. So today we wanted to cover the first one of the, of the dominoes. And the first domino is the busy restaurant test. Well, why, why don't you go through all oh, the dominoes and then we'll come to yeah. the first one. Well, I'll also explain that they're not, we chose dominoes, not in the traditional way you play dominoes, but because you line the, the children's way where you line the dominoes up and you knock them over. So you yeah. know what I mean? So, you know, the idea is that if you have a chain of dominoes and you line them all up vertically on, it, on its end, um, there, if, you, if you hit hit one side... If there's a gap in the domino chain, it stops, doesn't it? So, it, so that's mm. why the dominoes in that perspective, yeah. you don't get the sales. So you can't, you can't skip them. You can't do them in a different order. Um, and they only work uh, next to each other. You know, so you know, you, obviously there's a gap, etc. So that's why they call the six dominoes because you line them up and you play that. But I don't know actually what's that called, the lining the dominoes up. But anyway, that's 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 where it came from. And yeah. it, there's six dominoes, and I'm I'm going to say them very quickly, one way. <laughs> I'm going to say them backwards because this is how they work together. So I'll go I'll go through them forwards, and then I'll 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 come back. Um, so the first one is: Do we pass the busy restaurant test? That's what we can talk about today. First one: Do we pass the busy restaurant test? The second one is: 
navigational flow. Can I find the right product? The third one is job to be done. The fourth one is anxiety. Do I have anxieties? The fifth one is trust and credibility. And the final one is reason to act now. So they're the six. I'm going to go backwards because it explains why we put them into a domino effect. So the last domino is a reason to act now. So they don't care. They won't be bothered about a reason to act now if we haven't demonstrated trust and credibility. They won't be bothered about have we demonstrated trust and credibility if we haven't resolved any, any anxiety, their anxieties, like is it going to arrive? What's the warranty period? They won't care about solving anxieties if we haven't demonstrated the job to be done, like they want the product in the first place. They won't care about the job to be done if they can't find the product, which is the navigational flow. They don't care about how, trying to find the right product if we haven't positioned the brand and passed the busy restaurant test. That makes sense. You're going backwards. Yeah. You can't skip them. So you know, the extreme example of the dominoes is, you know, what, what you just said you led with there, that sometimes that you see at the top of, their, of people's e-commerce brands, the free delivery over £50. And that is irrelevant if you haven't positioned and passed the busy restaurant test. Help them find the right product. Generate, ge generated the job to be done and you've gone straight into one of the anxieties or, or even it's possibly even the further one down which is the actual reason to buy the offer architecture and so a lot of the time I'll just say one general thing too Mark and I talk a lot about offer architecture and giving people reason to act now but to, to make it very clear that's the last domino the last domino of the six is the reason to act now, which we often play with the offer architecture. Now, they're only bothered about an offer if, if you've done all the other five dominoes before it. Like, they're not going to take an offer if they, if they don't believe there's trust, credibility, reduce anxiety, job to be done, navigational flow, um, and uh, position the brand. So that's why it frames it really, really well, um, and hence why it's called the six dominoes of e-commerce. Yeah, I think the offer architecture will only work if you've built up the dominoes. You know, you're kind of milking the, the value you've built up in the, in the prior chain. So like the, the faster the dominoes are moving over, the, the faster the, uh, uh, the, fast, the bigger the sale is going to be at the end of it or the yeah. more people are going to convert through it. So it's the efficiency of the process. So yeah. the, the, the busy one, restaurant test. Yeah, the busy the restaurant, busy restaurant test, test. I mean. We came up Your analogy, it's a lovely analogy, and you can tell it, because it, obviously, what the hell does a busy restaurant test? But I'm pretty sure it was you. I mean, sometimes, like all these things, I steal these ideas from you and then tell them so many times that I think it's, this, it's actually my idea and tell you these stories back Who knows? Sometimes. Who knows? I mean, it, you know, I think people have used the metaphor before, but it, it, when I first started to use it was, was when I was younger with my um, then-girlfriend, now-wife. We we were traveling around Thailand and we would always go to dinner early because we would, we always ate early. And we found that whatever restaurant we picked, um, it would then fill up with other people because we, you know, we were in it. Now, I think now we're older, it's the opposite. When we go to a restaurant, it empties out. Um, but basically it was, it was because, and we used to sit in the front of the restaurant and when people then came to see what restaurant, they would pick one that had other people in it. 
And I went, oh, that one's got some people in it. That must be good. I'm going to go into it. And you see that, uh, I mean, people, people kind of abuse this uh, fact that, you know, when you do those shows and they, they have the exhibitions and it's one of those vegetable choppers and you can chop the vegetables millions of times and it's very efficient. And our father falls for this every single time. <laughs> and they have what's called ringers who, when the demonstration is finished, they have two or three people who are paid to come and, uh, and, and, uh, and buy. And it makes the store look like a busy restaurant, makes the store look busy. And effectively, there's a certain energy of an e-commerce site. And you can just tell whether this site, and it's, it's, it's almost a subtle thing that you pick up. You could just tell whether this store is one that does sales or whether it doesn't do a lot of sales. And if your store looks like one that doesn't do a lot of sales, then you're going to have that, uh, I guess, the quiet restaurant test, uh, which is effectively people well, don't want to go into the restaurant. Let's just, let's, just ask, let's just ask people now listening to this to just, just for a moment, don't close your eyes if you're driving or running, you know, but just, just you know, take a moment to just think about two scenarios. You are in a foreign city, you're in Paris, and you're walking down the high street with your partner um, and you're trying to find somewhere to eat. You see two restaurants in front of you. One is completely empty. And the other restaurant is nicely busy. And at this point, you don't know anything about the prices. You don't know anything about the food. You don't even know what food, what type of menu it is. But you just see one, one restaurant that's nicely full and one restaurant that's empty. Which restaurant do you want to eat at? And mm. 99% of the time, when I, do, when I ask that question, at a, when I'm speaking, because uh, I always ask that question, people always say, well, I'll, of course I want to eat in the restaurant that's really busy. And it, it, it's very interesting because within a nanosecond of seeing those two restaurants, you've made a decision about what you perceive is the best restaurant. Hmm. within a nanosecond you don't know anything about the price or um, the quality of food or 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 anything you just perceive them because there's people there uh, it must be better because you know that that is a validation and it's part of the trust and credibility now that's what that process happens incredibly quickly in an e-commerce website within a nanosecond that decision is happening and it is a a war on preventing them going back to Google or back to Meta or back to TikTok or wherever they've come from. And it happens very, very, very quickly. Um, mm. And that, that is what's past called passing the business restaurant test for the e-commerce. So it's framing yeah. the e-commerce business in, in a very, very, very short space of time that does really answer the following question. Should I invest my time here? Should mm-hmm. I invest my time on this e-commerce store? Am I going to find what I need? And they do it very, very quickly. So it's the tip of the iceberg. And it leans into some of the other dominoes, which is job to be done, anxiety, or trust and credibility. Um, now, the default, I would say, of the busy restaurant test, the default is massive amount of quick social proof. That's the default. So if you don't know what you, your busy restaurant test should be, you fall back to something like 
44,000 reviews, uh, trading for 25 years, 30,000 orders shipped. You fall back to just a number. You're trying to show mm. that there's, there's instant evidence that other, lots of other people have benefited from it and they, they love it. That's the fallback. It doesn't always have to be that because sometimes the, a busy restaurant test can be the job to be done. So it could be something like if let's say you're selling replacement fridge hinges and you need it really quickly, the busy restaurant could be always in stock, always next day. You know, that, that, that could be an example of a busy restaurant test that you tell you basically I'm in the right place. Hmm. So that, you're leading into some of the other dominoes, but, but like the default would be, um, showing instantly that there's evidence that there's other people in the restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Know, generally very quickly. And, and, and also making more, like a lot of, I was working at website, um, Australia, I'm working on it at the moment. He's doing a couple of million. Um, and what he got was he'd only got 315 reviews and he'd only got 315 reviews because he'd switched review platforms. Mm. And I think a total actually he got 500, um, but he hadn't changed it on the website. But he's actually shipped thousands of orders. So if you've got a low review score, like not a low yeah. review score, if you've got like at least you low need to have numbers. like about four, four out of five, four and a half out of five, really, and above it, uh, to be credible. Um, if you've got low numbers of reviews, you're better putting that next to the amount of orders you've shipped because then it sounds more impressive. And that's really, yeah. I mean, it's not a cheat because effectively, yes, you have shipped 3,000 orders. And of those 3,000, some of them chose to review you and they gave you a score on average of four and a half out of five. So yes. you're not doing anything wrong. You're actually, but it's, it's much more of a busy restaurant than saying 315 yeah. reviews, four and a half out of five. It's not enough. And I think so, anything less than a thousand reviews, I, I would tend to say hide them. I think, I think they can do mm. more damage, actually. Yeah, but having said um, that, when we did start that startup, the demo store, just putting some reviews on did make a big difference. Like even yeah, though we, we hadn't yeah, got we, any reviews at the beginning. No, but we, what we didn't do is we didn't say 48 reviews. No, we, know, didn't. we didn't do anything like yeah. that. We, we, no, we just we, we just cherry pick the reviews that we, 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 we the got ones, from the yeah. first customers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is which is a much better way of doing it. Yeah, I mean, I think that the the opposite of the busy restaurant, which you see on a lot of sites, is like you know things like be the first to review this product or yeah. um, you know it like reviews and then just having zero reviews on 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 things like that and like or having no reviews at all on the product page, like. That you surely, even if it's just some cherry-picked testimonials put on the page, it's it's better yeah. than. And the nothing. other, the other mistake as well, just before I forget, is that that's the, I mean, I remember we were working with one of the UK's, well, the the UK's biggest online fishmongers. Oh yeah, and and one of the things that happened is on the home page on the desktop, they got a great big banner that was saying. Voted UK's most uh, favorite online fishmonger. Uh, you know, rated, you know, 55,000 reviews or whatever. It was a great, great statement. Very clear, very prominent. Damn, they, they really passed the busy restaurant test. Except mm. that 75% um, or three quarters of their traffic, I can't remember the exact numbers, but like three quarters of their traffic landed on the product page on the mobile. And it was nowhere to be seen. No positioning, 
definitely don't pass a busy restaurant test. And even on the mobile homepage, that message had gone. So they took, they got mm. it on the desktop, but it but that obviously wasn't where people started their journey. You started on mobile product page, and it was nowhere to be seen. So it has to yeah. be throughout. So you've got to have it, to it where continue. They, where they land, yeah. hasn't it? It's yeah. like having got a restaurant be. that's got multiple entry points to it, a physical restaurant, and you put all the things at the front, on the front desk, but you've got another busy street behind you where you've got a door and people yeah. coming through that door and you're not and telling them anything. You know, they can't see how busy the restaurant is. And I suppose, just to clarify what this physically is, it can be as simple as a bar at the top of the website or a bar that's underneath the header or underneath where the USPs are or just just high up so that they can see it above the fold. Literally a horizontal bar that's got a positioning statement that is saying something like 10,000 orders ship rated 4.5 out of 5. Something as simple as that that's high up uh, that they can see like a little horizontal bar, is, is all that we're talking about. We're not talking about doing anything completely crazy. It's just a bar or a strap line even under the logo. It's something as simple mm. and subtle as that. And that, that, that's one of the first things that when we do our e-commerce brands and we, we're, we're trying to scale others or it's our own brands, the first thing we'll look at is how we're going to position this brand and what's our busy restaurant test and how we're going to show that, that that's that's what we've done and it literally is that little bar right at the top and, and traditionally we don't lean into those little widgets to say ian in manchester has just bought yeah. this product or um there are 14 people looking at this product and things like that like well that's, i think they have yeah, their place well they they, but, they have their place but that's the last domino because you, 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 like they work very effectively for people like Booking.com or Hotels.com or the flights when you're trying to promote scarcity and it says there's only one room left mm. and there's 17 people looking at this. You know, they're, they're, they're brilliant for scarcity, which is the last domino. You know, mm. whereas I think I mean, you've I was got to be site, very careful the, with scarcity. You've got to be very careful because people yeah. are very skeptical of it. And I think you can do it with stock. You can say low stock, but only if it's on 10% of the products. You can't do it on every. Like yeah. you see these Shopify stores that have put every single plugin on under the sun or extension under the sun, yeah. and you've got like you know four products left, only two things. Twenty people looking at this product, and David's just bought this product in Manchester, and it's like they're just yeah. not helping. When we're talking about busy restaurant tests, we're we're, we're talking about mm. subtle hints that actually show the. The, the the website is is a popular choice for the for the problem that they've got or the their aspiration that they've got to fix yeah. and you know so you know over fifty thousand orders shipped or um, I mean you can even do it with a with an authority quote you know if you've got an authority quote from I mean that company that proper cloth we talked about they've got that 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 authority GQ. quote from GQ magazine about fifty years ago and they're still using it no not fifty years ago but a long time ago. And, yeah. you know, if they, it, 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 it makes you think like, well, if GQ is, is talking about their, their shirts being popular, then this must be a busy restaurant because it's a bit like going to those famous restaurants in London, like the Ivy and it's all the celebrity center. It's like, the, it's like the ultimate busy restaurant test, isn't it? Because it's kind of, it's not only yeah. busy, but it's busy of, busy full of people that you, you aspire to be like, or if you want to be a celebrity, not that I do, but you know, that's kind of like effectively what 
we're saying with a busy restaurant test is effectively answering the question, am I in the right place? Yeah. And will I get a good outcome when I go here? I think there's nothing more off-putting than seeing an empty restaurant on a busy Saturday night when it should be when it should be busy. It yeah. just you just think what's it's, happening. You're and making the job so much harder for yourself. You know that that restaurant that's mm. completely empty. You know if you do find yourself you know in there, you know you're really not feeling like you're in the right place. You're really not sure. Oh, you know to be honest, I just mm. I, I just don't not got a good vibe for this. Food's going to be crap. I don't even know what's on the menu. I don't care. You know, I, do you know what? I just want to get out. You know, it's I mean, not I used good. to work in restaurants when I was a student, and some of the restaurants they would just they would start the night with their family sitting in the window eating, and their family just getting their family sitting in the window and eating. Everybody thought the restaurant had got some customers in it, and it was yeah. it would start it off. So you know, even yeah. if you've got, I mean, this this is talking about startup sites with nothing. Like if if you've got nothing, get some friends and family to at least review the products. And you know, sell them something, give them a discount, get them to say something about it, because you just don't want to be that kind of like nobody wants to think that they're buying from the website the first time. And and weird as it is, even if you sold thousands and thousands of products, people can still get that effect. Like when we've we've had websites and gone onto live chat and manned live chat for a couple of weeks just to get a feel for what we might want to improve on the site. And even established sites, some people have asked me, is this a real company? You know, is this a legitimate company? And so the, the level of anxiety about this goes a lot higher than you expect. And a lot, there's a lot more uh, you need to yeah. do to show you're a busy restaurant than, than you think. Just because you're well, sitting there in your, your big office, in your big head office, and you've got loads of staff and yeah. people are running around and you've got a big warehouse and stuff, doesn't mean that people on the website automatically, telepathically can yeah. work that out. They don't know well, I go, what I go a bit like. further with it. I think, I think completely. I think, you know, I would say generally, um, okay, let's, get, let's take it one step further. If you, if, you go, if you do go into that empty restaurant and the head chef comes over to you and says, you know, it starts talking to you and you say, look, is your food any good? And he goes, yeah, it's amazing. It's incredible. You literally, you just don't believe him because there's no one in mm. the restaurant. You know, I yeah. don't care how good you think your food is. You know, there's no one here, so I do not believe you. So any statements that you're making around delivery or, um, you know, price, you just don't believe it's it's, it's watered down because you haven't positioned yourself properly. And mm. the truth of it is, most most people, most e-commerce brands, you you like unless you're obviously in the elite and you're a big big player, people never heard of you. People have mm. never heard of you. They don't know who you are. Um, and you know, you're potentially very precious about your brand and you think that you know, it looks amazing and it's great. But you have to remember that people don't give a damn about you and mm. your business. Um, and they're seeing at you from within a nanosecond, they're going to make a split decision. Because guess what? You know, they're going to go back to Google. And they're going to go and click on someone else's ad, Google Shopping or Meta or Instagram, where have they come from? So it's, it's the simple, it's 101. It's absolute mm. 101 of e-commerce. And it's the easiest, easiest and also thing the business owner do. is often too, they're too close. It's so close to the business that, and a lot of the time, the e-commerce business is an extension of your own ego. It's your baby. It's your, it's how it represents. And you go, well, I wouldn't want to see that. So I wouldn't buy from that. But a lot yeah. of the time, you're not selling to yourself. Your customer is not you. It's not, they're not people who 
go up and set up a website, go up and set a business. You know, the entrepreneurs, I think something like 8% of the population. So it's very different than, than everybody else. And so you have to talk to the, the every man or the every woman that is coming to the site to buy. And that, that's what they're looking for. Mm. So it's, it's about kind of capsulating that. The other one we see a lot, which works well and uh, running Google ads as well. Like you see these, um, you know, the, the largest range of something. So like in B2B or something like that, like, you know, the largest range of um, yeah. home audio equipment or something like that. Like that works, that actually ticks the busy restaurant test because people go, well, if they've got the largest range, they've got the largest warehouse, there's no way they would have got to that size if they weren't selling a lot of stuff because you just can't rock up yeah. in the industry and just have the largest range. It's just, it's, it's an establishment. You have, you're yeah. an established business and therefore, it's where people go to buy. And, and so emotionally, that works. And emotionally, what a consumer would think if they saw that for the first time, if it said the largest range of, of audiovisual equipment in the UK, what the consumer thinks is, well, great, I'm bound to find what I want here. I'm going to stick around. You know, I'm going to go yeah. and have a look. You know? See, so, that's slightly different than actually a restaurant because you don't go to a restaurant with the biggest menu. You no. Know, so but, so yeah. I think that's... It's like going to, it depends on what you want. So if you're going to a restaurant for an evening meal, it's more like going to a women's clothes shop. You don't want to have the large, if you go to a women's clothes shop and you're looking for something special for a wedding or something like that, you, it wouldn't work if you said we've got the largest range of women's clothes wear in, 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 in the UK or the USA. You wouldn't, it would put you off because you think, bloody hell, I'm never going to be able to find what I want. Mm. But it would work if you're a supermarket. If you're a supermarket, we've got the largest range of, 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 of produce in, in New Zealand, for example, you go to the supermarket. So sometimes it would work and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Well, I'll say, I think, I think actually the busy restaurant test, it, it takes its cues from some of the dominoes that are further on, which really is the job to be done in the anxiety. You know, mm. it, it, it starts to take you know, shape as you get in. But I yeah. think the default is... Is essentially, I mean, you know, the, the most classic one you alluded to at the start was the default. The default one is that, you know, the, the positioning or the busy restaurant test framework of, the, of an econ brand is free delivery over fifty quid. You know, and when when you think about it like that, I mean, it, it it's ludicrous, isn't it? It's lit, it would be like having a what would be the example? You know, if you had a, I mean, a restaurant, you'd you know that would almost be your name of the shop. You know, the rename of the restaurant. You know. Mm. I don't know. It's not why people would buy in the said. first place. You missed that. Who <laughs> <It's, laughs> just, just left it? Um, so, <laughs> do you want me to say it again or no? Was it interesting? You drifted off. I did. You just. I need my cup just, of tea. That's what I need. Is what it was. No, I was just saying. I was just saying that you know that one of the mistakes people make is that at the top of the website, they you know their positioning, which we always, always laugh. Mm. The positioning is free delivery over fifty quid. And it's like that's how they're framing yeah, yeah. the business, you know. And it's like it's obviously not why people buy, you know. And it's 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 ridiculous. It's like that's the mm. you know the positioning of the brand that's yeah. free delivery over fifty quid. But if and you're Tesco's and people know Tesco's and they buy, and then you are an online delivery site for Tesco's. Yes, you would talk about delivery. You'd leave with delivery because that's people. That's the main anxiety. They go, how much is it going to cost to get it delivered? That's what they want. So, like that makes sense there, but it doesn't make sense for like a wedding dress shop that I was talking about before. It's like yeah. I don't care how much it is to get delivered. I don't know whether you've got my dress yet. And so, I think another thing we did a lot last year, which was really useful, was tagline testing. 
tagline under the logo. And I think it's not always the case that the tagline will be the busy restaurant test. I think that sometimes it's more about the positioning under the tagline, the tagline that works. But that's not to say if you're in that kind of industry where a busy restaurant is most important because people aren't sure about where to buy from, the busy restaurant test could be incorporated into your tagline. Mm. You know, so like if you are in one of those, you know, ones with the largest range in the UK of so-and-so, that could become your tagline. That, that would probably work in that case. But if you're like a betting site, probably leading with the fact that you sold to 10,000 people, it's probably not as good as five-star luxury comfort, for example, which is more of a positioning thing. So I yeah. think it kind of starts to bleed into the next domino quite quickly because it, it, effectively people make that decision to say whether they're on the site very quickly. They first yeah. of all, is this a busy restaurant test and am I in the right place? So should I invest I, I my think, time here? That's yeah, the question. And, and those two questions is just like, does this look like a place that I would buy from? is kind of what they're also asking. So, you know, they're looking to see whether the restaurant's busy, but they're also looking to see whether the people in the restaurant are like them. So if you go to, um, you know, walking down the street in London and you, you know, you're, you're me and my wife, uh, we are, you know, late 40s um, and we see a restaurant full of absolute, like, young kids, like 18, 17-year-olds eating in that restaurant probably not going to want to go into that restaurant mm. even though it's busy because it's not not the restaurant for us because it's going to be loud and they're going to be talking rubbish and we don't like children to be honest no, i'm joking <laughs> just but you know uh, we would be looking for something and if we went to a restaurant like um and we weren't particularly dressed that well and we looked in a restaurant and everybody was really really well dressed and like really like suited and booted and looked glamorous that might also put us off because we were like maybe out for a casual, casual evening. So it's the, it's the busy restaurant test is the first layer of it. And the second layer of it is, are, is it busy with people like me yeah. in, the, in, in, the, in the place that I, I, I want to get to? And that's when you start to like the branding of it and the testimonials that you bring out and the imagery that you bring out will start to show people whether or not that is the right mm restaurant yeah. for them and, and that starts, that's that, got to be double above the fold yeah well, it does it, but you know that that's where you start to become you start talking about the brand positioning you start talking about the mm. the feel of this of the of the brand and how it feels and, how, and what imagery you're using um and actually the the other thing that we often talked about was you know the how a huge brand, one of the mistakes people often make in e-commerce is they look at the biggest brand in their space. Like, you know, let's say they're, you know, a fashion, fashion brand and they go and look at, you know, Prada or, um, you know, some, some ridiculous, you know, or even, you know, Ralph Lauren. They go look at, they look at the Ralph Lauren on the site, look at Prada. They go, oh, look at this. It's dead. It's very minimalist. It's just got an image here. It's got no, it's got no, um, you know, positioning statements at all. You know, it's just very clean. It's very modern. And, you know, and so they copy it. And then they, you know, it obviously doesn't work um, because what they don't realize is that there is a huge, huge amount of brand positioning that's already happened 
for Ralph Lauren and Prada and all the other brands before you even come to the site. So you, you, you're preconditioned to know. And the you problem know it's is a busy if you, restaurant. You, you yeah, do. you know it's a busy yeah. restaurant. Exactly. And um, probably supported by the $100 million marketing campaign that they've uh, had as mm. sponsoring all the events. Essentially, we're saying is that, you know, that would be like us. The example we used to give is that, you know, we came up with the Hammersley Brothers perfume and we would copy the, you know, the Savage ad with Johnny Depp. And it was me and you hmm. sat on this sofa, well, actually. I think we used to do this little joke. And it would be like, how ridiculous would that be? Um, well, look and, at, and, um, look at how, just sort of thought I'd add this. Look at how fashion labels launch their clothes. They get women to dress up. They put them on a runway and they walk up and down the runway. And men, of course. Uh, and they put a crowd of people uh, watching, the, watching that clothes. And they get them to clap. And they get them to say how amazing it all was. That is a busy restaurant. It's, it's the mock-up of a busy restaurant. And then they, they, they make people see that they across all the magazines. And then they put it into like, behind-the-scenes footage and all that kind of stuff. And then when the, people, by the time people get to the store, they've already seen that people are raving fans about this new collection. So it's done. So yeah. if you turn up to your, your clothing store and you're just trying to do the, the last part of it, it's like that's the domino, isn't it, for them? The domino is the busy restaurant. They create the busy restaurant with a fashion show. And they, 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 and they do an offer. They do offers at um, you know, Christmas and January sales and stuff like that. Those offers wouldn't work as well had they not done the domino earlier in the yeah. year of getting people to want to buy. Well, essentially, they've warmed the them up. And, I, and I'll, say, I'll just say, I'll say something else as well, is that the journey from you know zero to 10 million is very very different from you know a 10 to 50 million or you know so there was there's a website called wayback machine I, I think it still works it's called wayback machine and we used to for fun we used to go back to when you know an e-commerce brand started and we'd look at the positioning so i remember we did this with um asos I went back, you know, so you look at ASOS' site now and you go, okay, well, they've got, you know, they stripped it back and we've got this. And the other thing that we did it with Made as well. And we'd look back at what, what their websites looked like, you know, in the first year or two of their growth. Because you can do that way about machine. You can look at the positioning. And it's so different. You know, I think Made, mm. I mean, obviously Made.com, unfortunately, has obviously gone into administration last year. Uh, so it's not well, a great well, example. But they were very successful. Yeah, but let's, talk, the, let's talk to it, that about Made. Yeah. Because... We, when we used to go back at Made, we looked at it and it had a very clear reason to buy right at the beginning. And it started yeah. off right at the beginning of like, you know, basically buy your sofa direct and get your sofa basically it half, it half price. It would cut out the middleman yeah. and yeah. save. That was there. And it was, it was not just subtly woven into the narrative. It was the full USP mm. positioning statement. It was everywhere. Above the fold and all the pages, you know, repeated many, many times over. It was that mm. is what they stood for. It was buy direct from the source, cut out the middleman. That's and then, what it was. And then as they got bigger, they dropped that messaging. Yeah. And they just became made.com. Maybe that was a mistake. Well, what happened is that you get a lot of econ brands copying made.com sites, but without any of the positioning that made.com had at the start, we got them to the point that they became an iconic brand that people wanted to emulate. 
I think it was also famous though, for that. that that cutting out the middleman. It was the start of the internet. Buying sofas online hadn't been done. Yeah. And that was no longer a uh, uh, their competitive advantage. There was loads of other people you could buy sofas online. It wasn't enough. So it wasn't enough. It's to say, cut out the direct middleman, buy yeah. a sofa online. And it's like, well, there's thousands of other people doing exactly the same, same now. So, but I don't think they replaced it with anything apart from, we've got really nice looking sofas and we are yeah. made.com. So you should buy from us. And like, I don't necessarily think that was the reason they went into receivership. I think they went into receivership due to the fact that they, they were mostly shipping air in the, uh, in the containers and shipping air is, you know, sofas predominantly air. First of all, they're, they're funny shapes and also the, the cushions are full of air and you're not getting much in the, in the, um, uh, in the container, container compared to bedding, which is like folded and it's like full of uh, bedding. But, you know, maybe there were some mistakes made uh, along the way, a, a little bit of a positioning because they, they didn't have a necessarily a strong positioning to why you would buy from made rather than anybody else after a while. Apart from well, the brand. I think I think I I think the you know it, it it's part of the maturity of a brand though that you know as as you increase your average order value, um, and you wanted to grow or want to go and reach more you know new markets, you have to lean into some of the dominoes more. You know, it isn't mm. it isn't enough, and and I I think you know obviously we'll talk about the dominoes next time, but it, it, you know the job the job to be done. And the anxiety are key things you've got to address, which also leads that, into the first. Book. I know we'll, that since Made went bankrupt, you actually spent time. You actually worked with the, the CEO of Made. Did you? Did she actually allude to what she thought it was? And maybe you've got to be careful. You can't say what you, what you think. Well, I probably like, do have to be careful. Yes, but mm. um, I think it's fairly common knowledge that, unfortunately. Um, the, sh- the prices of the shipping containers affected them. Like you said, they were shipping air. So they would, let's say they had like, you know, $20,000 worth of product in one shipping container. And mm. so if that shipping container went, you know, the cost of it, it, it like, it went from, you know, times by seven, wasn't it? It would tenfold increase the price of getting container over. The shipping cost just literally went tenfold. And, Whereas, you know, like bedding, like you say, you know, we could fit $200,000, $250,000 of bedding in one container. They could only fit $20,000 of, of stock in their container. So if the shipping container prices went up by ten, tenfold, it affected their, their, their margins hugely. And did that affect DF? I mean, there's the other sofa people other, like DFS and people like that. Like, did they? Well, it affected everybody, and it, yes, it did. And the yeah. the other problem was that the, a lot of the containers got stuck. So not only were the mm. shipping containers ten times more expensive to come over, but they got stuck, and a lot of people who bought sofas started to cancel their orders. So there was mm. a lot of pre-orders sofas sold. A lot of pre so people would buy it and it would be coming and it would be like, yeah, you'd be waiting for three weeks. But of course, it got stuck. They obviously had the Suez Canal issue, the, bar, you know, the boat got stuck, and the, obviously COVID mm. was shutting down the ports in, in the different, uh, different places around the world. They were getting so hammered. The, the, the like those brands got delayed. On, on customer support. I mean, if you looked at people like Cox and Cox during that time, and Cox and Cox also went into receivership, they were, yeah. their, their reviews, it was like a 
bloodfest. Yeah, it wasn't was, it? It was, it was yeah, just it was like one out of five. It was absolutely like slammed, absolutely slammed, bad, you know, bang, 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 mm. bang, bang. And essentially what happened is people pulled the deposits away. So they, they cancelled their orders. And so mm. then they simply ran out of cash. Made that comment, simply ran out of cash. It just, the cash flows went mm. and it wasn't able to sustain two things that happened at the same time. Containers went up 10, price of containers, shipping containers went up 10 times. And also the lead, the delivery, the lead times increased massively because all the products got stuck because no one could get any mm. containers and yada, yada, yada. And people cancelled their orders and they just, they just didn't have the cash. Yeah. To follow, to, to anyway, follow, I took you off topic there. We're supposed to be talking about busy Drifted. restaurants. But it, it's a good, good it, interesting I story. I thought it was though. interesting. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Um, and so that I guess that leads us on to the next podcast next week, which will be about I've forgotten what they are next. Tell me what the next domino <laughs> is. Navigational flow, helping you find the right product. Okay. That sounds good. That's the second one. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much. Okay. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> Thank you. Cheerio. So see Enjoy you your soon. blue lights and your tanned face and your beautiful yeah. mellow voice. Uh, what, what else Bounce can I get? Smooth. Disco lights. Disco, you probably put maybe, some better clothes on. You want a black t-shirt? What yeah, else you want? This, you I know. mean, you could, this could be like Dior. You wouldn't know. I'm getting a haircut yeah. later today, next week. Have a new haircut. Is, is yeah. that why? You're not going to have any left. That's true. But you still have to get it <laughs> cut. Um, oh, all right. God. All right, let me go to bed now. I'm tired. Yeah. Cheerio. Bye.